Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. This entire year of 2020 is dedicated to exploring and asking productively curious questions. Honestly, there is no simpler or better tool to facilitate positive change in our lives, relationships, and in our workplaces than learning to ask and answer more productively curious questions. So let's dive right in to today's question and today's full episode. This is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. And we are now in December. We've reached December of 2020. One way or another, this year is going to come to an end. It's brought a whole variety of unexpected things, some of which I want to talk about today. And one of the things it made me think about as we've reached December was being a kid and standing in line at the amusement park for a roller coaster and standing and being so nervous about these loop-de-loops and these twists and turns and the fast pace and all of the screaming and things like that. It seemed terrifying. And I had been on roller coasters enough to know that it would even feel terrifying going through it. And what I would do is I would stand and I would watch at the line where people would be exiting the ride. And not that I was sitting and waiting for it to finish before it even began, but in the sense that regardless of the twists and the turns and the bumps and the loop-de-loops and things like that, that somehow or another, the length of that ride, whatever it would be, 90 seconds or however long the screaming lasts for, was going to come to an end. And then the car would stop and people would get off the car and it would end. In 2020, there are many people who didn't get off the car. If you're listening today and whatever you've experienced in 2020, that it is going to come to an end because time and the passage of time is inevitable. And before it does, you know, the year coming to a close is always a really important moment to stop and pause for reflection. One of the things I've experienced, and I know many of my friends and colleagues have, so I'll assume many of you have too, is that while we're maybe still working from home or we're traveling less than we had or going out less than we had been, it doesn't necessarily feel like the pace of life has actually slowed down. In fact, I can look at a day like yesterday where I finished and thought, wow, I probably put in more actual hours of work in this day of working at home than I would have if I'd been out and about where there would have been travel time and in between time and all of those things. So because we're at home doesn't necessarily mean the pace of things has gotten slower. In fact, for some of us, it has gotten more intense. And so I want to invite you as we're starting this kind of entry into December here, or almost at mid-December now, to come on a different kind of journey with me and to maybe spend the next three weeks in podcasting with me in different experiences of reflection and wrapping up this year. So this is going to be a three-part series. If you are interested in hanging with me for all three parts to travel this experience of how do we reflect on this year? How do we spend that time? Marianne Williamson is one of the teachers that I love to follow. And I was thinking about something that she wrote in her book, A Return to Love. And she wrote, the more room you give yourself to express your true thoughts and feelings, the more room there is for your wisdom to emerge. 
And there's so many things I love about just this one sentence here. One of the things is that sometimes when things are moving at such a fast pace and we have so much to do and, you know, might be juggling kids and work and people who are not well, or there's just so many things that many people are juggling right now, that this idea that the more room we make for slowing and reflection, the more that actually will come out of it for us that might be nourishing and energizing or charging or refueling seems like an oxymoron, but I guarantee it is true. And so I want to invite everybody into this experience of let's just pause. Let's take those precious moments. Let's slow everything down. And over the, these next three weeks, really make a commitment to taking some time for some structured and organized reflection that we can do together. The other thing I like about what she says here is, you know, to really talk about your true thoughts and feelings. And sometimes when we go into reflection mode, our mind can go into the space that somehow or another, I'm supposed to only talk about or find the things that were really great. Like, okay, well, what were the good things? Or how was I strong? Or, you know, all of those things. And the fact of talking about our true thoughts and feelings, it's the truth. Our experience is the entirety. The experience that we have includes the things that were amazing learning opportunities or amazing moments and acts of resilience. And they were also the amazing moments of pain and grief and frustration and hardship. And all of those are our teachers as all of them are our experience. So as we go into this period of reflection, I want to encourage and create space for all of it. No self-censorship. As long as we just say, we don't judge the experience and we don't get swallowed by the experience, we can make room for the entirety of it. And part of what I mean by that is we want to be mindful that as we're writing about our true feelings, there will be things that were hard. There will be things that were difficult or sad or painful that we can be in the experience of acknowledging them, even feeling them again, just trying to stay out of the quicksand of them. That means that we get so sucked in that we see nothing else and we experience nothing else as well. So that's a little self-monitoring tip as we go into it, but certainly make a lot of room for it because we don't want to censor or shut down any specific part of our experience. And then there's also recognizing that in every period that there may have been pain or hardship or difficulty, there was also amazing gifts and angels that showed up and things learned and things, you know, discovered in the process. Virtually every experience in our lives has both of these. I've talked about this on so many occasions where what's unique about the human experience is that we can hold pain and sadness and joy in the same space, that they can all exist and cohabitate together, which is totally unique to humans. And so as you embark on this process, let's remember that again, because as we do that, as we make the space and as we honor the true thoughts and feelings that we have, as she says, the more room there is for our wisdom to emerge. This is how we keep getting wiser. This is how we keep getting smarter. This is how we keep growing as people is by making this space and by facing the entirety of the experience with honesty. So 
that's the preamble into this three-part December series. I hope you'll stay with me all the way through the series. And so for this first part of it, let's make this first part of the journey very personal. I want to offer some guidance for the personal reflection. And if you would like to get something about this, you know, if you'd like to get the hard copy, a, a document that, or a handout that actually has some of these questions on it, so you might not be scrambling to write them down as you're listening, you can go right now to the Courage to Be Curious website, sign up for our newsletter. We will be popping out another version of this with the handout. You can do that. Or you can send me an email at aduna at courage to be curious.com. We will, I will send you out the handout. I don't want anybody to be without it if you want to follow this process. So I, the process that we're going to follow is really going to involve a sequence of questions because that's what I work with. That's my tool for discovery is that curiosity in those questions. So the first question I just want to begin with is, you know, asking ourselves, who have I been? Who have I been this year? And the answer to that is so multifaceted, right? Who have I been? And so write this question down. And as you're sitting and you're taking moments of journaling, who have I been? And when we think about this question, there's roles that we've played. You know, I've been a mother. I've been a friend. I've been a sibling. I've been a caretaker. I've been a social activist. I've been a volunteer. I've been you know, a community helper, whatever that is, who have I been? And so one answer to that might be in the roles that you've played. The second part of who have I been might be around, you know, the nature of myself. What is the nature of myself? Who have I been? Have I been, you know, in terms of somebody who has been participating and showing up? Have I been, you know, quiet? Have I been sleepy? Have I been energized? Have I been, who have I been? The second part of this, which is actually related to the first, but the second question I ask myself is how have I showed up? How have I shown up in this year? Because how have I shown up, I think, takes the who have I been a little bit deeper. So how have I shown up? And now we can maybe take some of those, the answers to who have I been? You know, I've been this role. I've been these attributes. And how have I shown up in different circumstances? So how have I shown up in my, you know, parenthood? And, and now we can go into specific examples. Find those scenarios that sort of reveal to you how you've shown up. Find those examples in interactions with people in different scenarios at different times. Sometimes I actually sit and sift through my calendar from the year because it's so hard to remember what life transpired back in January, February, March, or things like that. And, you know, how have I shown up? And what an amazing opportunity to reflect on the good, the bad, the ugly, right? You know, all of it, because I've shown up in so many different ways. And as I said, I like in this case to really Let's get specific, find specific examples, the more lists of things that you have, like, you know, how did I show up when I was taking my yoga teacher training class? And how did I show up when I was, you know, taking care of a sick friend? How did I show up when somebody asked me to 
you know, come to their house and I didn't feel comfortable in COVID? Or how did I show up, you know, when people were challenging my political beliefs? How did I show up when? So how have I shown up? And the more specific examples you can bring forth, the richer the experience is going to be. So question one, who have I been? The roles that I've played, the attributes, how have I shown up? The specific examples and scenarios. What have I discovered about myself is the third question. What have I discovered about myself? And again, I have subcategories here that I like to look at. So you might see what comes up just when you ask the question in an overarching way. What have I discovered about myself? And then you might ask, what have I discovered about my relationship to my work? What have I discovered about my relationship with, and then you can talk about specific people. What have I discovered about my own resilience? What have I discovered about my own challenges or vulnerabilities? What have I discovered about my patterns? There's so many opportunities for us to say, but if we've done what Marianne Williamson said and we've made the space, which was taking time to sit down and do this, We've been true about our thoughts and feelings, which is what we've done in answering the first two questions, that now comes the opportunity for the wisdom to emerge. What have I discovered invites us into that emerging? What have I discovered? And so what have I discovered about myself? What have I discovered about my relationship to my work, my relationship to my relationships, my other people in my life? What have I discovered about my own resilience, about my vulnerabilities? about my patterns, about how I recharge, about my relationship with time. And what about, what have I discovered about my relationship with change and unpredictability? So this is the opportunity to sit down. What have I discovered? It might seem like a lot. And that's one of the reasons I said, putting together a handout, you can email us either at adina at courage to be curious.com or admin at courage to be curious.com to get a copy of the handout that goes with this. But what have I discovered about myself? One of the things I like to do when I'm engaging in this kind of exploration is certainly to make space, make space in a quiet place, and even to set that place up so it's conducive for my own reflection. But then I also like to return to it because One is it might be a lot to cover in one sitting. And the second is the way the brain works is that once we've activated our thought in this direction, new things are going to emerge over time. So you're going to think about some things one day. And then if you made space a couple days later to come back around your mind, your subconscious mind is going to be at work churning this over again and help bring forth other things. So again, I know things are really busy. I'm having it too. Part of me could have said, oh, Adina, you don't even have time to record this podcast. But yet it's really important. It's really, really important. This is how we grow. This is how we stay growing beings. Otherwise, we are walking through life as automatons and we are not really being present and engaging with ourselves and growing. So this is the invitation. The invitation is to follow the wisdom of Marianne Williamson. The more room you give yourself to express your true thoughts and feelings, the more room there is for your wisdom to emerge. So my invitation for this week is to let your 
wisdom emerge, make room, make space, make a lovely space for it. And then come back again with us next week as we embark on part two of the end of year reflection journey. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to experience the full game-changing potential of the questions we explore, be sure to add your name to our mailing list at www.couragetobecurious.com. Our subscribers receive weekly notification of the podcast, along with specific tools for using these questions on a daily and weekly basis to create positive and powerful impact. As always, the questions we explore on the podcast can be found in our Live, Lead, and Love with the Courage to be Curious card decks that are available at liveleadlovecourageously.com. And if you're interested in harnessing the power of productive curiosity for your company or organization, contact us about scheduling a professional development experience. In the meantime, keep wondering your way to brilliance.